It is time to buckle up for this week's NCAA Tournament Bubble Watch when we look at all of the Division I men's basketball contenders across the great state of North Carolina and throughout the Atlantic Coast Conference. Did you know that not wearing a seatbelt can cost up to $179 in fines? That's for you, whether you're the driver or the passenger. And did you know that the fine can be $263 if the person not wearing a seatbelt is 15 or under and in your vehicle? That fine goes to you as the driver if the 15 or under person is not wearing their seatbelt properly. Remember that 87.8% of men buckle up versus 93% of women. We cannot let them continue to win that battle because they're already better than us at most other things. It is the law in North Carolina, so buckle up every seat, every time as we give you this week's NCAA Bubble Watch and take your calls, 1-800-849-2761. All right, Darren, it remains the same beyond the ACC. If we're going to have company for the Tar Heels and the Wolfpack and the Blue Devils from other conferences, teams based here, it will have to come via the automatic bids that come with winning the conference tournament. Here are your top contenders. Did you know that our friend Nick McDevitt of the UNC Asheville Bulldogs has the dogs back at number one in the Big South standings. He took the Bulldogs to the NCAA tournament back in 2016 when he was a regular guest of ours. They won the regular season in the Big South last year, and they are poised to do so again. UNCA, not the only team capable of winning that league's conference tournament, but the lead contender for now. Quick shout-out, also in Big South country, and I know you saw that you've seen this guy play. Chris Clemens of the Camel, Campbell Camels, formerly of Millbrook High School in Raleigh. He is an absolute sensation to watch with the ball in his hands. He is among national leaders in all the right categories. He's a little guy, but he's explosive, he's dynamic, he's fun to watch. Campbell is not on national TV all that often, Darren, but they are not only close behind UNC Asheville in the Big South standings, it is Campbell against Radford tonight, 9 o'clock ESPNU. You get your full dose of Chris Clemens and the Camels on national TV tonight. One more team to watch in the Big South. Elsewhere, Bob McKillop and Davidson, I believe, are the best team in this state that doesn't play in the ACC. However, they're only 14-10. and 10. They're second to Rhode Island in the Atlantic 10, but they will need to win the conference tournament. No at-large bid as things look for the Davidson Wildcats. They'd better win the A-10 tournament. Rhode Island will not be easy to overcome. They're really good this year. In the MEAC, North Carolina A&T, which has been a horrendous basketball program in recent years. How about number two in the standings as we speak? So it's not only the mighty Eagles of Lavelle Moton and NC Central who are always a contender in that league. The Aggies joined them this time as a candidate to win that conference tournament. In the SOCON, and we celebrated this story with a visit from UNCG Spartans head coach Wes Miller, the former UNC sharpshooter. He's been there a long time at this point. They knocked off previously undefeated in conference play East Tennessee State this week in Greensboro great blackout crowd at the Greensboro Coliseum they are still behind the Buccaneers it's ETSU first in the SOCON it's UNCG a close second after that midweek victory got to win the conference tournament but the Spartans 
join A&T and UNC Asheville, among others, as the best candidates to do exactly that and claim and gobble up automatic bids around those conferences. In the ACC, it's mostly like it was a week ago as you buckled up for this week's NCAA tournament bubble watch. UVA still a one for sure. Duke still a two in my eyes. Carolina has won four straight games. I have them up on the three line with the Clemson Tigers. Clemson loses to Florida State last night in really hurtful fashion. They led an 18 point lead get away against the Seminoles good news for FSU as they climb in my eyes up to an eight seed Clemson still on the three line at least for now we'll see how they handle the Blue Devils in Little John on Sunday UVA one Duke two Clemson and Carolina on the three line I have Miami as a six Louisville and FSU as an eight the Cardinals host Roy Williams and the Tar Heels this weekend. That is a potential resume builder for Louisville. David Padgett and friends need that. They started slowly in the non-conference schedule. They got a lot better in the early part of the ACC schedule. They've kind of come back to earth since then. They're looking at UNC's visit as a potential resume builder on Saturday. NC State gets a big win at Syracuse. I have them up to a 10 seed along with Virginia Tech in the same neighborhood. That's nine ACC teams on the right side of the NCAA tournament bubble. For now, the only one I see as still close to the bubble is the Orange of Syracuse. They might have leaped, leaped onto the right side had they beaten the Wolfpack last night head-to-head. They did not, yet they're still in the conversation, not just in my bracket, but in most others. First four out was how ESPN's Joe Lenardi had them a little bit earlier today. Remember that a year ago, the Atlantic Coast Conference set its all-time record with nine bids to the NCAA tournament. Now, they're a bigger league than they've ever been, 15 schools. You couldn't have gotten nine bids back in the time, the day when you were an eight- or nine-team league. We all know there's some math, fuzzy math involved here. But nine bids in a 15-team t- league is not the best that's ever been done. The Big East once got 11 bids, believe it or not. The ACC looks great in terms of matching their all-time best nine bids. And there's even a chance if Syracuse can get on a little bit of a roll or who knows, maybe there's a shocking winner at the ACC tournament in Brooklyn. What if Bonzi Colson comes back for Notre Dame and looks close to 100%? I mean, he still has Matt Farrell. He still has TJ Gibbs. That would go from a team with a bad resume right now, no chance at all to a dangerous team in Brooklyn. Now that's all much easier said than done. And beating a UVA or a Duke or some of these others, are that, those are tall buildings to leapfrog over. But file that away. Bonzi expects to be back, last I saw, by the end of February, which might even allow for him to play and get back in the rhythm with his teammates in a regular season game before all of us, the David Glenn Show included, heads to Brooklyn for the ACC tournament uh, in a, a little bit later in the month of March.